0: Black holes remain one of the great mysteries of the universe. Another great mystery, dark energy. Little is known about this aside from the belief that dark energy accelerates the expansion of the universe. And these two are among the most mind-bending observations of our universe. Now let's ratchet up the mystery just a bit more because there's a new theory that brings together black holes and dark energy. Research led by the University of Hawaii posits that dark energy could actually come from supermassive black holes at the center of galaxies. And if this is true, this would be a massive breakthrough in what we know about astrophysics. But many experts in the field have reservations about this idea. So joining me to help analyze this theory and other black hole news are my guests, Dr. Jana Levin, author of Black Hole Blues and Black Hole Survival Guide. She's also a physics and astronomy professor at Barnard College in New York. And Dr. Feryal Ozell, professor and chair of physics at Georgia Institute of Technology in Atlanta. Welcome back, both of you, to Science Friday.
1: Always good to be here
0: nice to have you I want to invite our listeners to join the questioning about black holes dark energy other cosmic thoughts Within limits, not everything, it's not too wacky, but here's our number, 844-724-8255, 844 You can tweet us at sci-fi if you have questions about black holes or any of this kind of stuff we're talking about. Uh, Jenna, let's talk about this new theory, this idea that dark energy may come from supermassive black holes. Explain that idea to us.
1: So I, I do think the idea is quite contentious, but I find it really interesting, a lot of ideas live and die on the page and get bashed out this way. So the idea is that interior to a black hole, uh, we don't fully understand the physics there. So maybe we can play a game like sew a different kind of a space time on the interior of a black hole. And one possibility is that we imagine almost like building a quilt that we could sew together this universe interior to the black hole, which is dominated by dark energy. And it can be smoothly sewn together mathematically. That's not the Uh same as saying that nature makes such a thing.
0: And, And would this solve a problem? If this was true.
1: That alone doesn't necessarily solve any problems. There's still more steps. So the idea of connecting it to the dark energy, you have to then couple the black hole to the entire expansion of the universe. And the idea would be these black holes are little nuggets of dark energy. And if I average them together across the whole universe and I connect the way the black holes evolve with that expansion, that I get a combo. I get a little black holes plus dark energy as a a sort of a bonus. (laughs) Would would this
0: this sort of serve as the source of where the dark energy is? That's
1: the idea that maybe the dark energy all along has been hiding in the interiors of these black holes. And we've just, we've been looking for it exterior, we've been looking for it as this diffuse background that's everywhere and uh, dominates the energy density of the universe, but maybe it's actually locked in the interiors of black holes is the idea. And that the black hole's masses grow with the expansion of the universe, not just by acquiring right. matter and stars and merging, which is how we think of black holes, growing and accumulating mass, but maybe its mass simply grows because it is tied to this dark energy and expansion of the universe.
0: Cool. Uh, Feryal, what's your take on this theory?
2: Well, I can see the motivation behind it, for sure. Um, there are certain problems with black holes that we will all acknowledge, um, and the authors use as motivation uh, for their work. Um, it's interesting to try and solve the problems of the magnitude of the dark energy and um, how we still don't have a solution for spinning black holes and how they match to an expanding universe with effectively killing two birds with one stone, um, connecting the two. and speculating that uh, black holes are just basically vacuum condensates the way that Jana was describing. But on the observational front I think there are problems with what the study is putting forth. Um, So theoretically an interesting idea but um, Uh, I'm I'm on the side.
0: I I gotta press you on it. What do you mean on the observational side? What's the the problem here?
2: Sure, Um, so what, what our current understanding of black holes is that they grow from normal matter, and they grow, for example, when um, stars die and and collapse into black holes and then accrue matter from their environments, like gas and other stars, and maybe merge with other black holes. And we think that this has something to do with how galaxies are growing as well, in the sense that, there is a symbiotic relationship there. Uh, Both both grow from early on in the universe. They seem to grow roughly in tandem, but roughly is the key word here. Mm -hmm. So we don't expect a one-to-one relationship between how a black hole grows and how the galaxy grows. So what the authors are doing is looking at supermassive black holes in, in a survey of galaxies, at the centers of galaxies, and they're saying, look, the galaxies have not grown much over the time period that we are surveying, but the black holes have. So as a result, they must have another way of growing. And then they're speculating how the black hole growth relates to the expansion of the universe. And they're finding that that theory is favored compared to black holes growing from just gas and stuff. I see, I so see. If, there are there are two speculations here, and if you make two speculations, it's easy to see how you would you would find a theory that or, or some data that uh, mm-hmm. better matches one over the other. Let
0: me just jump in and say this is Science Friday from WNYC Studios. <laughs> Sorry, that's how I <laughs> <laughs> for, for, go ahead for real. Finish your finish your thought, yes. please.
2: No, no, I I think um So they like want they they said, they, like, they
0: just are are they taking I um, I hate to say a quantum leap here, you know, <laughs> in 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 logic. Yeah. Or, well,
1: I think the <laughs> I think the observation that they're referencing is that here are these very old galaxies with these very big supermassive black holes in their interiors and not a lot of gas like gas and dust to absorb. So why are their masses growing so much? Their, their observation was essentially that the mass of the black hole seemed to have grown by 7 to 10 times, even though it wasn't consuming ordinary matter. Mm-hmm. So how else could it grow? And their argument was, well, it's really growing because it's linked in this way to the expansion of the universe and the dark energy. I like that and and yeah. that's a that is a leap if you're asking is it a leap it's a leap now I'm all for making leaps and seeing how they pan out
0: <laughs> do we need more observational <laughs> absolutely, evidence absolutely yeah. what what kind of stuff would you be looking for
1: well you have to look for more galaxies yeah. that have this behavior and the big surveys are a good way to go so you start to see if you have an aberrant case that looks very odd um, but you also can look at more greater details of the light coming from the galaxies to see if you can yeah. find some evidence of matter being uh, taken down that you missed the first time around.
0: For y'all, in the minute before the break, uh, would this change our whole view of the universe? Would we have to change our view if this is correct?
2: It, it would. I mean, basically, it's saying black holes aren't really black holes, that they don't have horizons, they don't have singularities, um, they are basically condensates of this vacuum energy. And because of that, actually, um, I think there is a better way to probe this theory observationally than looking at black hole growth or looking at galaxies. And that's looking at the immediate horizon environments of black holes and making precision tests. Because what we call black holes now um, versus these uh, vacuum condensates actually behave differently just outside of their horizon. It's a small difference, but wow. for spinning black holes, it's real and uh, observatories like LISA um, and uh, even maybe the Event Horizon Telescope could give us those better precision tests.
0: As you can imagine, lots of folks would like to get in on the conversation, so let's go to them right now. Hi, Imran in Houston. Welcome to Science Friday.
3: Thank you so much. Um, my question is, actually, the this new theory says that dark energy could be coming from black holes. Now, dark energy expands the universe, and black holes pulls everything in. Even light cannot escape it. So how can someone that expands the universe be coming from something that only pulls? I mean, it's like saying black is coming from white. Do you understand? Like the, Yeah, yeah, I hear
0: understand. you. Uh, Jenny, can you... So that's- yeah. Tie that knot?
1: Yeah, I mean, I do think that this is a contentious um, suggestion, but I'll do my best by the authors. I think that the idea is that, yes, black holes act like regular matter, and that causes space-time to contract, but dark energy is just a form of energy in the universe, and if the black hole traps in its interior this sort of dark energy, or if, as um, was previously expressed they they're kind of just those nuggets of dark energy then that part of the system would cause the universe to expand. but you have to average it's almost as though you have these little pools of dark energy all over the universe and you have to kind of average over all of them which we're accustomed to thinking about and ask what is the global consequence of all of those interiors and they would in fact have the effect of causing the universe to expand faster.
0: So Ferial is so the black holes are just sucking up little pools of dark energy here?
2: I'm visualizing it in a slightly different way. It actually still requires a form of energy, for example, a field of some sort to exist everywhere in the universe. And it speculates that black holes are some condensates of these, like, so some collapsed versions where, like Jana was just explaining, there is this, there are these little pools of it, um, that have, uh, Collapsed into what we are now calling black holes, even though they are actually not black holes They're just condensates of this different form of energy. So let's just be clear. This theory still requires that there is something Extra that is causing the these condensates and the expansion of the universe to happen. The difference is that it's linking it Mm. we say um, in this in the standard astrophysical understanding that black holes are formed from standard matter and maybe there's a cosmological constant or some, or some vacuum field out there that's causing the expansion. So this, this theory is actually trying to link the two and saying, no, well I can take that field, speculate that it condenses into these po- little pools, and when I average over the large scales, like Jana was just saying, then it gives me the expansion, uh, the accelerated expansion of the universe.
1: It's also interesting that the black hole we usually imagine as being... Uh, fixed on the outside, but it can be quite big and different on the inside. And in some ways, you know, black holes can be bigger on the inside than they are on the outside. The authors are kind of playing with that idea, but they're allowing the black holes to actually increase as their interiors expand. And so they are different kinds of objects, as mm. Fareel was saying.
0: But doing do, the idea of doing away with the event horizons isn't that a central concept of well, black holes?
1: It's essential up to a point in the sense that we, we're we very confident in how black holes behave in trapping light, but do they 100%? Are they full-blown event horizons or are they just sort of trapped surfaces that are uh, a little looser in their rules of gatekeeping? I mean, those are things that we don't have as much direct right. observation to confirm.
0: Right. Okay, let's go, because so many people are interested in this. You, you would think they have, you know, other interests, but they don't. Let's go to <laughs> Dee in Boulder Creek, California. Hi, Dee. <laughs> Hello. Hi there. Go ahead. Uh yeah, I uh,
3: thank you. Uh maybe we're looking at the problem wrong. We rather than the universe is expanding, the universe is contracting down into each and every massive black hole and it just appears to be expanding. Mm. China.
1: Well, I think that we would notice the difference in in the sense that we are saying the universe is expanding because we are actually seeing things go further away from us in all directions and the... Supposition is that if you went to a different galaxy in a different part of the universe that you would see the same thing, that there's nothing special right. about our position and the whole thing is in fact getting larger. If things were coming towards us, let's say collapsing towards our Milky Way and the black hole in the center, everything would look bluer. It would look hotter. And, uh, and that's exactly the opposite. What we see in fact is that things look redder and cooler like they're moving away from us.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, A couple of, here's a couple of tweets we have and and, and a call about the same question. I'll just go to Jonathan in San Rafael who tweets, does dark matter fall into black holes? I mean, we're talking, there's a difference between dark energy and dark matter, Drew. Freyal?
2: Yes, indeed. Um, Dark matter should be falling into black holes, but... Um, centers of galaxies where these supermassive black holes reside are actually poor in dark matter. Uh, The dark matter halos are uh, more prominent in the outskirts of galaxies. So there is some contribution, as far as we understand, to growth of black holes from, from dark matter, but it's not the prominent way in which they grow. There is far more just normal, regular, luminous matter that makes up the centers of galaxies.
0: Hmm. And here's a tweet uh, from D.P. Coast who says, Would the world be a better place if we called black holes black spheres instead?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm not sure how that that improves the world. Um, You know, not all black holes are perfectly spherical. We were talking about spinning black holes earlier. Very i mentioned them. And they're not, strictly speaking, spherical. They get a little oblate. And by them, we don't really mean that there's anything there. I really want to emphasize. Black holes, in the conventional thinking, are completely empty space. There is nothing there. When we say they are spheres, what we really mean is that region beyond which you can no longer escape, that horizon, is spherical in shape. Yeah. But it's empty space. You've if you just go blown up my there, mind again. Yes. <laughs> Every time
0: we talk about yes. there's nothing <laughs> there. How, if it's sucking stuff in, where does it go? Right. I mean, if all that stuff is nothing. Right go ahead. Let's
2: be clear, though. There there is a singularity at the center, right? I mean, there is that infinite energy density, but we we don't really associate it with a location. It's just within that horizon, within that uh, region that we have no information access to, uh, there is a singularity that that has formed, and it is uh, of infinite energy density. So um, there is really nothing there. It's not like we, we could... Describe the structure of it. Uh, there's just weird space time within mm-hmm. that horizon. Uh, but yeah, hmm. but there is but to, energy there. To be
1: clear, when we talk about like the spherical of a non spinning black hole, we are talking well outside the singularity and we are just assigning a size spatially. We say a black hole the size of uh, the sun would be six kilometers, the mass of the sun would be six kilometers across. What we're referring to is that horizon, that shadow. And at that shadow Absolutely. is empty space. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And in fact, if you were falling into it, you wouldn't know that you've gone through anything special.
1: Nothing. Yeah, it would be quite unspectacular. There's literally a principle called no yeah. drama. No drama But <laughs> <laughs> there should be no drama at the event,
0: right? Seems like an oxymoron in physics. <laughs> let's go speaking of which, let's go to Jason in Pennsylvania. Hi Jason. Hi. Our um the the rotation of of the galaxy how is that
3: determined? Like on Earth, the rotation of a hurricane, you know, is determined by the Coriolis effect. But what, what determines the rotation
2: of the
3: of the stars around a black hole? Hmm.
0: You know, yall what? What? Yeah. What the, is it? The North Pole or a South Pole? Uh, you know. Oh
2: well, uh, it's angular momentum actually, um, because most. Um, most matter particles possess not just a speed, but also a a, a direction in which uh, they rotate. So our entire galaxy is rotating around its, its what we call its spin axis, because it has angular momentum, uh, just associated with its formation. And the very center parts of the galaxy also have an angular momentum, and we can see this in the motions of stars that are circling around and we actually don't know if the black hole rotates in the same direction same sense as the stars around it it would make sense that it does because it's it, i mean in the, again in the standard theory not in the, not in the dark energy theory um, it grows from this matter that it that it's uh, sucks up from the stars around it so it should have the same handedness but if this changes over time then maybe it doesn't have to be aligned
0: hope that answers your question jason mm-hmm.
3: Well, I, is there a pattern to it among galaxies within like in the universe, like in different regions, Are they Yeah. Is it
0: Yeah. I mean, do you they're see pro- doesn't way, does it?
1: If that's the question, yes. they're not all they're, it's quite randomized, but it's more like imagine a bunch of ice skaters on the ice pulling their arms in and spinning faster or or better, imagine spinning pizza dough. It flattens out like a lot of the galaxies that are flat and spinning and spiral galaxies, but there's no Cohesion amongst all the different galaxies in that they're mm. not all rotating the same way.
0: Thank you, Jason. Uh, uh, let me ask this question. Last month, astronomers looked at data from the Webb Telescope and they found six huge galaxies. We, we talked about that on the show. In fact, they, they were too big for their age, and that was the big mystery, and still a mystery. Uh, how big of a deal is this, Janet?
1: Oh, I think it's quite fascinating, actually, but it's a problem that's existed for a while. These galaxies are between 500 million, 700 million years old. They're really young in the scheme of a 14 billion year old universe, and yet they seem very heavy. And um, and so the question was, is all of that mass or all of the the luminosity they're seeing in, in stars? Because how did they make all these stars so fast? Uh, in such a short time. And, you know, we, it might be that actually part of what they're seeing is really a supermassive black hole at the center that's very luminous and that they don't have to make all these stars very quickly. But then you're just transferring the question to why do we have such huge supermassive black holes so early in the universe's history? They're not forming from the death state of stars. Wow. They're forming some other way. And wow. we, we pretty are co- pretty confident that the supermassive black holes are simply a different channel than the black holes we're used to thinking about.
0: Let me think about that as we go to, a, <laughs> and then, as I mentioned, this well, is Science Friday. Hang, it, hang on a second, Ferial. I got to get this. We have to pay the bills. Yes, this is Science Friday from WNYC <laughs> Studios. Okay, now please jump in.
2: Okay, I actually wanted to tie that question back to our our initial discussion of how do black holes grow? How does it relate to the growth of stars and galaxies? And this is a, perennial problem. Um, We don't quite understand how galaxies grow. This uh, study that you're referring to from JWSC about how did these galaxies become so big so early? We have the same problem with black holes. Um, How do they, some of them are 10 billion solar masses in 700 million years. How did that happen? So I think it's a folly to think that we actually truly understand how black holes and galaxies grow and how they relate to one another. And that's why I was uh, thinking about this dark dark energy idea for black holes. That really we should be looking more at understanding how black holes and galaxies grow before we jump to a conclusion like this.
0: Miss, still mystery on top of mystery. Mm-hmm. That that doll within a doll. It's mm-hmm. just is the is the <clears throat> is the chase more exciting than the discovery?
1: Oh, it is so great to have a perplexing question. I mean we would <laughs> we'd be unemployed, right? For <laughs> if we, if everything was Absolutely. understood. The fun <gasps> yes. is in the discovery. Yes. Um, I have to tell you as a scientist there's nothing more fun than having your own mind blown or your presumptions challenged. It's 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 kind of what we live for, but sometimes we overreach to find something that's too exotic and too exciting mm. and uh, maybe the world's more pedestrian than that
0: until you find out it was true. <laughs>
1: and and that dark energy <laughs> yes. is exactly that's, the example. Because people thought dark energy was outlandish. Right. And um, and it's persisted.
0: Let's go to Mark in South uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. Hi, Mark. Hi. Hi there. Go ahead.
3: I have a bit of a uh, ponderance here I've been thinking about. Uh, you know of Einstein's uh, thought experiments? Sure. You have one for us? Well, it goes like this. You have a fish, be either a whale shark or a minnow. In the middle of the Pacific. Now, a minnow, being small as it is, could swim for its entire life and never hit either the bottom, the surface, or the shore. But does it really understand what the ocean is? It swims through it, it breathes it, it defecates and all that exists, but doesn't really understand what the ocean is. Question is, is space our ocean? We don't really understand. Well, we I. Yeah. Okay. We don't, we don't know how to measure it or anything else. If, in many regards, scientists have been saying that over 80% of the universe is missing in matter. What if space is dark matter?
0: Okay. That's uh, Feryal. What if space is dark matter? Could that be?
2: Well, I'm I, I I'm, I'm gonna go to the minnow and the ocean example. Good, good. Um, does this minnow have p- powerful telescopes uh, with which it can collect light from all parts of the ocean, or at least all the visible parts of the ocean, and a framework in which to interpret it? So it is true that we are tiny, not even a, s- a speck of dust in the universe, but somehow uh, we've evolved to a point where we make these powerful tools, not just to, you know, to use on Earth, but also to study our environment with and reach information that is very, very far away from us. And these are the powerful telescopes that we rely on as astrophysicists, mm-hmm. and we collect that information from different parts of this, this ocean um, that we live in, and uh, we try to make sense out of it. So. I'm I'm not claiming that we have made sense out of everything. In fact, there are more unsolved problems than solved ones. But um, we we are not really just a little fish. Quick, Jaina? Yeah, just quickly, I think what
1: uh, we have done with things like our telescopes is extend our senses well beyond the fact that we're minnows. And that what's what's so extraordinary. We're collecting light that our eyes can't see, and we're understanding things that are well beyond our immediate experience.
0: You have the last word, Dr. Jaina Levin, author of Black Hole Survival Guide, Professor uh, of astronomy at Barnard College in New York, Dr. Ozell, professor and chair of physics, Georgia Institute of Technology in Atlanta. Always fun to talk. Dark, Always fun to talk about dark stuff with you. Thank you for taking time to be with us today. <laughs> so, so
1: nice so to be here, here Ira.
0: You're welcome. <laughs>